Welcome back to Live from Taft's Tavern. Uh, we're back here today uh, with episode five. Uh, and once again, we've been blessed with a wonderful guest. Uh, sitting with us today is Kevin Reinholz. Hi, Kevin. Good morning. And Thanks for having me. And as usual, our wonderful co-host, Andy. Hello. And I suppose we are going to talk about some wonderful books that Kevin's writing. Yeah, I mean, I can give you a brief thing first how I met Kevin because it, it strangely enough ties in with like my health um, and the ME and chronic fatigue and all that kind of thing. Right. And the beginning of the year, um, like I say, I think a couple of episodes, but I tend to just go like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and follow that loop, trying to find like like people and whatnot and connected with kevin on twitter um and he was running like different groups there to like almost like little support groups and stuff so i kind of met him there and got talking and we got on really well and then i became a social media hermit and disappeared off everything which i do sometimes yeah and <laughs> kevin found me a couple of weeks ago and what's really interesting is through the same as myself, but probably a bit more creative than me. He's actually written a book, and I think he's through part of the second book. So, yeah. I mean, Kevin, if you'd like to sort of give us a bit of your backstory, that would be really cool. No, I'd, I'd love to. Well, not really. I don't like talking about myself, but uh, <laughs> uh <-oh. laughs> I think I have no choice here. Right. Um no, I, I, I met Andy, um, he's, he seems like a great guy, and uh, we, we got on well. The, the British accent pretty much is going to lure anyone in. Yeah, I'm uh, like any a Ameri succubus. Any American. It's a trap. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but, uh, you know, as Andy mentioned, we both have ME, or as uh, a lot of folks in America know, chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, Jen Bree's film Unrest kind of shed some light on uh, sort of the daily struggle that, that folks like Andy and myself go through. Um, we could do a whole uh, cast on that, but... Yeah. Uh, Which might be interesting to do later on, I think. I think it's yeah. a good idea, actually, because there's just so many people out there that have stigmatized uh, the the whole, just chron the name chronic fatigue syndrome. I, I almost yeah. dislike that it's been given that misnomer because of the cultural outcropping in America that has stigmatized yeah. that grouping of words, that it's not an actual malady mm. as much as something that's right. made up. And it's just mm. not true. It, it's not. Um but rather than talk about that, I, I have a website. I have the, out, the, the start of a blog on that website. But uh, what I do have is and we'll a link very that detailed in the show notes. Okay, I have a very detailed sort of uh, walkthrough of my illness journey on there. It was very difficult to write, but mm. if you want to know more than you ever thought you wanted to know about <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh what what folks like andy and i go through uh i i took the trouble to write it down and so yeah awesome. it, it's it's really interesting because you, your background you were in the um air force weren't you 
I was. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I was uh, actually, uh, I'm former U.S. Army myself, so that's, that's you know, good to know. Okay, well, I won't give you a hoo because I know that's sort of out of style. I'm, I'm all hoo out. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just I, go, what are you on about? <laughs> I was, uh, I actually deployed to Afghanistan with the Army, so I was embedded in an Army unit. Oh, wow. And, uh, so uh, I, I know a bit about the culture you came from, and I have to say I love those guys. I thought they were great. Oh, but, they're crazy. Uh, they're completely insane. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're, they're a little bit different. But <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think you have to be a little bit different yeah. to uh, sign up for that line of work. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But the, what got me, I think, the main thing, and it's like when me and Mike were talking and starting the podcast, um, it's something we wanted to do, but for me, it was like a creative outlet. It might not seem it when we're just babbling on for half an hour, but Correct. it is, and it helps me no end through the week. Um, and I'm assuming it's a similar thing with your books, Kevin. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, when your physical mobility is restricted and you find your... I guess your circle of, of activities that you can engage in with society sort of shrinking. Yeah. yeah, diminishing. Yeah. Um, you, you need some way to feel connected to the world, and, and sometimes that social media, uh, there are very good things about that. There are very bad things about yeah. that, unfortunately. So it's uh, right. diminishing yeah. circles. So, you know, you're, you want to be engaged with society. You, you want to be engaged with a larger social group than, mm. uh, you know, just those who share a, a house or apartment with you. But yeah. uh, you find that, or I have found that my illness sort of limited those interactions. And social media yeah. is one way to stay engaged. Uh, you know, it's got a good side and a bad side and sort of like Andy, I'll go in cycles where I'll be really engaged with social media and then I'll sort of put myself in time out because... Yeah. Because it becomes a big wall of white noise to me. It does, it does. Um, no, I, I can't compute everything that's coming at me. As much as I really want to, I can't. Um, it's like Kevin says, you, you, you want to desperately do something creative. I think right. even um, on whatever level, it's like when I started drawing maps again and, and trying to do stuff with D&D. Um, now I'm playing 40K online with you, Mike. Right. It's, it might not seem a, a big amount to someone, but the amount of effort that can go into that is insane. Um, but it makes us, it, it validates our brain kind of thing. So, so what is the title? Because I'm not going to pronounce it, Kevin. What's the title of your first book? Okay, so my, uh, my first book, uh, the title is Hoffnungslose Ziele, which is sort of a word salad, but it's uh, German. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine who, born and raised in Berlin, helped me come up with the title. Mm -hmm. um, for our English readers, since it is written in English, it has a subtitle, it's A Dark Journey of Lost Causes, and the the main title, Hoffnungslose Zila, itself is, is sort of rough, roughly translated like a hopeless, 
objective or a lost cause, so to speak, okay. uh, in German. And the reason why I chose the German title um, is because of the setting of the book, which is Prussia, what later becomes the German Empire, in right. the 1860s. Awesome. And so I felt that it was fitting to um, inject a little bit of that. Uh, you know, all the place names uh, where the characters journey, the character names themselves are all German. Um, and so it, displaying that prominently in the title gives you a nice disclaimer that you're probably not going to be able to pronounce half the towns that they go to. <laughs> Yeah. You'll fit right in the RPG community, my friend. That's exactly. that's, that's half of it. I tell you what. I, I, I mean, the other good thing is it could be a good source book for a lot of people that like to role play in that period. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like Kevin says, like sticking the names in and uh, the period and stuff. And it, it it is in the dark fantasy kind of setting as well, which is cool. And I'm actually poking yeah. around on um, Kevin's website here, uh, kevinreinholz.com. Actually, you can click into uh, the book itself where it gives you a, a short uh, dissertation of the thing. And then it actually appears to go into some character bios here. And that's pretty cool. Well, I've, you know, I figured it, it being the, the, the teens and all, it's, it's now the 21st century you you got to have character cheat sheets and yeah and, uh, no that's great you know in, ca in case I ever attract some readers from East Asia you got to have blood types and that sort of thing because that's just required that's important yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> no that's cool stuff absolutely I, I I always love having a little bit of I don't know if you call it a primer going into something so. That's yeah, and I usually cheat. Whereas uh, guilty is charged. I'm a victim of advertising. I uh, I'm one of those guys that'll watch a movie and then read the book. So I've yeah, done that before. I watch the Harry Potter movies <laughs> and then read the Harry Potter novels, and I've got it in my head now what Hermione looks like and Ron, and yeah. you know it's, it, it, yeah. it it enhances it for me. So you've given faces, names, and a little bit of info here that that really helps. Yeah, too cool. Oh. I'm glad. I I had a lot of fun with that. Um, I did not do any of the artwork, uh, or else they would have been black and white stick figures. Same, mm. uh, same. I <laughs> But I did I did uh, hire a very talented artist to do the artwork, and his information is linked in there somewhere as well. Oh, outstanding! Um, and actually, I think it's I think it's in like the. It's like one or two pages into the book itself on one of the title pages. It's got a link to the illustrator and his website. So I'd like to give a, a good shout out to him because uh, well, he, deserves he really brought this to life. Absolutely. Um, for me, for me uh, you know, I have these descriptions in my head and I had an idea of what I wanted them to look like. But then working with an illustrator and... Uh, going through various iterations and and then actually seeing them come to life was 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 pretty pretty amazing and, and made it just that much more real for me absolutely so. no yeah and and there's something that validates your work as well in working with someone on it because then it's it's just that much more real i mean yeah. I, I talked about creating a podcast for years and years and years since I started listening to them back in 2004 and until four weeks ago that was all it was Hello. it was just yeah. you're there it was just talk yeah. 
and now I guess I'm a podcaster. <laughs> so <laughs> you are a podcaster. I've listened. Right? I've been listening to you. You're definitely a podcaster. There you go. I, I've got a listener. I'm happy. So yeah. wonderful. But yeah, right. so this is going to be great. I can't wait to actually get my hands on it. Now, is this available in any format other than uh, physical? Yeah. So. Um, for this first novel, it's available in both paperback. I want to do a hardcover, but it was sort of cost prohibitive. But it's sure, in yeah. paperback and it's also in ebook. Uh, and the ebook's the easiest to get your hands on because you can get that through um, Amazon, iBooks, Google Books, um, several other vendors. It's it's sort of all over the the internet if you if you look for it. Sure. And, uh, with a title that distinctive, <laughs> as long as you don't mistype it, Google is your friend. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And of course, we'll, we'll make sure links to that anyway. Yeah, we will have links included. Absolutely. Appreciate and that. Any any plans in the future for maybe an audio book or anything of that nature? Well, I have been uh, slowly accumulating some audio as I try to do uh, author readings of it. Mm -hmm. Wow. I hate the sound of my own voice. Ah. And so I'm not sure whether I would actually try to uh, market that as a, as a legitimate audio book. I've given some thought to just uh, uploading some streams to YouTube and letting people yeah. listen listen to some chapters for free sure because uh, I, I don't feel that my voice is worthy of money but <laughs> <laughs> if Will Wheaton He's... can do it you can do it <laughs> yeah that's, that's very true yeah. but I mean again no the thing is it's a creative process Kevin absolutely um, and as, like we don't know how far we're going to go with this we hope we're going to improve and get better and be interesting still but just the the pure fact that we do it like on a sunday the fact that mike sort of gets up early to fit in with the time with me it's just fantastic it, it's it's an outlet so i mean it's credit to you that you've actually got something published we we had um uh nat on that um was doing similar thing but with a role-playing book and both Mike and myself were very keen, although we're microscopic, to help other people that are starting that journey as well and see where everyone can go with it. Yeah, if I can get, if I can help anybody getting out there into the world trying to get their stuff in front of someone, if I can help even one person yeah. uh, get their hands on this book or, uh, like you said, Nat's book from a few weeks ago, I, I'm just uh -huh. tickled pink. And it's great. Don't discredit yourself in any way, shape, or form, man. This is a, the fact that you've actually done this is incredible. Most people sit back every day wishing they had started something, and you didn't start something. You finished and started a second one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and actually the second uh, will be hitting stores on the 31st of this month. Wow. Oh, wow. So you, you haven't started a second one. You finished a second one. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah, so, I feel really um, inadequate now. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> but, but, but I, I do have coupon codes for the first, 
is you okay. know, for those who didn't jump on the the Kevin Reinhold's bandwagon, sure. uh, or didn't know didn't know I existed. So um, giving away roughly a hundred free copies to whoever wants to claim them. Wow! Awesome. Um, and I think you have that link as well. Absolutely, yeah. That will be in the show description, guys. Look below; you will you'll see that link. Uh, yeah, hurry up and grab them while supplies last. Yeah, that's really generous of you, Kevin. That's that's incredible. Well, like, as you as you said, Andy, it's more about uh, the creative process and making something than it is about uh, you know living the dream of a Beverly Hills mansion or, or whatever yeah. it might be. That'll yeah. come next month. It didn't look like you're reaching for the bestseller list, but it wouldn't make you mad if you got there. Yeah, that's how I always look at it. Yeah, I'm not trying right. to be a podcasting superstar, but boy, I would not be offended if I could tell my boss next week I quit. <laughs> yeah, and, and Mike wants to buy some fancy shoes. Someday. Yeah. He, yeah. He's terrible. His closet's full. I don't know what I'm going to do with him. <laughs> well, right on, man. Uh, what's next? What do, you, what do you hope to go from here? Um, well, I'm, I, uh, I hope to continue writing. Um, I really like this particular world, but I'd, I'd also like to uh, create some new worlds, explore some new mm. characters, and and, uh, and then see if folks are as enamored with that. Outstanding. Um, oh, that's, well, that's great. The thing is the again the mere fact that you've got things percolating and bubbling and going is just the thing and like if there's any way we we can help with that if you know you want to come back on in a couple of weeks if your house okay do like a recommended book or something like that or if you want to come back and we do a thing on health then that's cool we'll always be happy to have you absolutely I, I'd, I'd love to if you've got time andy sent me a couple of questions um yeah in advance mm. But Andy had asked me a few questions about uh, sort of the motivation behind the book. You know, not just why did you write, but why this story, yeah, yeah. why this. Um, mm. And and so if you'll indulge me, I I wrote out some answers for Andy. Oh yeah. Um, and I'll say I was I was fascinated. I think I mentioned that you know the title is German. It takes place uh, in. Prussia prior to becoming the German Empire, so it kind of treks around Central Europe. Um, mm -hmm. And I was fascinated by Central European and especially Old Prussian folklore. Now, mm -hmm. the Old Prussians, they don't exist anymore. Uh, you know, nope. they, were, they were colonized, conquered by crusaders, uh, sort of baptized by the sword, and then they were uh, Germanized. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, through strategic colonization. They're extinct today. Yeah. Um, and so that sort of fascinated me, that that whole idea of an entire you know, people go. and culture sort of, you know, going out with a whimper, so to speak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really focused on 19th century folklore. So I took a step back from Hollywood and 
their portrayal of uh, you know supernatural phenomena, vampires, werewolves, yeah. you know, demons, etc. And I went back to 19th century folklore uh, to try to match with the time and the settings where the book takes place. So there's different mechanics to it. You know, you, folks do not turn into the wolf man when there's a full moon. That's not how the mythology no. used to work. Really? That's a, that's a recent 20th century Hollywood creation. Oh, okay. And so I try to go back to some of the, the older folklore. One of my uh, favorite books as a child was Bram Stoker's Dracula, which I think mm. was first published in 1897. Uh, one of my other favorites was The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. This can't hold a torch to either one of those. <laughs> but, um, but I did take, Dracula is sort of my chief motivation, and that's why the story, I don't know if you looked at the, the sample at all, yep. but it's told through a series of journal entries uh, and a handful of letters by the main characters, um, yeah. much like Dracula was. And so you're getting a first-person narrative perspective, but it's not a single hero or heroine's first person perspective you're getting multiple perspectives and they don't always see eye to eye about sure. uh, what they're experiencing so you get some conflicting opinions in there and i just think that's an interesting thing to play with oh yeah that's that's yeah. some of the best part is is the conflict yeah and then when you you've got sort of old world mythology like kevin says a lot of it isn't um as hollywood shows you Right. Like the first book then will like go into the second book. I'm it will. Or are you going to Yeah. Gonna keep um, no, I can I can the second book takes place about 25 years after the end of the first book. Mm -hmm. uh, it's difficult to talk about it without giving too many spoilers about the way yeah. the first book ends sure. because it's sort of the, the what next um, yeah. in very broad brush strokes what I'll say is the, the first book aside from just being a, a fun way to talk about the supernatural and look at more of the origins of some of the common um, folklore and myths that uh, that we still have today you know some popular uh, staple characters like vampires, werewolves, demons, and the like, um, mm. but actually go back, you know, more towards their origins and and yeah. sort of just pretend the 20th century never happened. Um, can we? You know. Yeah. Well, we we can in this book because it takes place in the 1860s. That makes that a lot easier. <laughs> absolutely. So the 20th century has not happened yet. We're taking a journey through time. Perfect. Fantastic. But, uh, but, you know, within that setting, what, what the story is really is sort of, uh, it's, if you look at the characters and their ages, it's sort of their coming of age, their uh, becoming adults, there's a little bit of young love in there and, and, and all the wonderful pitfalls that that entails, and, and sort of realizing the world's not quite as black and white as uh, mm. maybe it, we, we were led to believe it was. Uh, before becoming adults, 
the second book taking place 25 years later sort of approaches some of the more middle age issues that um, that we all sort of face um, become more jaded at, at least that I'm facing now that I'm middle age <laughs> now that we're all grown up right uh, I'm not grown up don't tell, don't tell Andy he grew up it freaks him out Okay, okay. Well, we'll keep that a secret. But, um, you know, it sort of explores the the after. And one thing that I've, I guess that's always bugged me, uh, you know, when I see a good movie or or read a book that, that involves any sort of romance or a happily ever after is this nagging question, well, what happens six months later, a year later? Yeah. 20 years later after the happy yeah yeah, it's great that you rode off on on horseback that that doesn't that doesn't happen in this book but you know (laughs) i'm just yeah you know that's wonderful but but then life is going to happen and how do you how do you cope with life well that yeah that's Um, the part that never gets touched on in the movies is the hero and the girl right off into the sunset but the sad truth is on the (laughs) other side of that horizon is the rest of their lives. So, right. Yeah. That's great. Or that's there's a troll under the bridge. That's it. Just re- ready to eat them. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just going off on another tangent there. That's perfect. I, I need to add trolls to a future book. There you go. <laughs> that's what's missing. But yeah, I t- I t- yeah. More trolls. That's what you just <laughs> need to write top. <laughs> Wouldn't have enough of those <laughs> on the I, internet. I want yet. credit for that. <laughs> I do Andy Nash. I do want credit. Yeah. More trolls please. Too cool. But no, the, but I'm I'm excited to read it now. I uh I get a lot of free time uh on my lunch periods where I'm I'm looking for things to do, so that'll be that'll be my definite next stuff book. You, stuff you make in army lists. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, do something creative with my brain, or something good to my brain, instead of staring at points values of figurines. There is a time and a place for that. No, right. no yeah. shame. Yeah, Mike finds quite a lot of time and place for that. <laughs> well, great, man. But, yeah, it's uh, cool. I'm glad you came on. I know it's been like really difficult for you. Um, yeah. As I, I, I struggled last week. Sometimes like my words don't come out. Sometimes I forget words. Sometimes I just can't speak. So I really appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, thank you so much. If you enjoyed it, then let us know, and then we'll gladly sort something else out again in a few weeks. Definitely. Absolutely. No, I did, and I, I appreciate the two of you having me on. Um, uh, hopefully the connection issues weren't... <laughs> Oh, they're minimal. <laughs> minimal at worst, man. Ah. And here we are in the the recording future, where where uh, the listener won't even know what we're talking about. So it'll be easy. <laughs> and actually, I'm in the future of both of you, so See? it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. How does today turn out, Andy? Can you tell us that? Um, yeah. Yeah. Go back to bed. Oh, that's what I wondered. Yep. Good advice. I was. I had that suspicion when I woke <laughs> up this morning. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, you know that thing in that Tom Hanks film? Is it big? Yep. You know, you know the the machine he goes up to. Yeah. What's it called? The, but uh, I, I'm like that then. Basically, I'm sitting in a wooden box, just telling <laughs> your fortune. Yep. 
With that, guys, though, we're just about out of time for our recording today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, we're going to link below to Kevin's uh, websites and books. I'm very excited to be a part of that and be help out. Go ahead and give him a look and uh, buy his book. Grab it's, a free copy. It's going to be great. Yeah, and while they're available, grab a free chance. If not, too late. You missed out. You better buy one. You owe it to us. So yeah. uh, from te- uh, live from Tef's Tavern, this was Big Mike and Kevin. And Andy. Andy. Yep. See you later. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Thanks again.